Okay, okay let's begin. We're on page Chafalef. I'm going to start with the, the second uh, paragraph here. Okay, so we've been discussing uh, this idea of going from level to level. We've discussed it now in Torah. We've discussed it now in, in Davening. We've discussed it now in the concept of Tshuva even. Right, because of Kriyash Mashalamita, that that's how we prepare for davening, dafka to get to a state of uh, what we're going to call bitterness, right? Before we get to before we get to the state of ava that we could turn on in the morning. Come, David, David, K, come, let's go, let's go, let's let's make it happen. Balkain mitamze. So for this reason, matzinu shebechol alios mitachton la'elyon. That in every single advance, when we're going from below to above, there's always going to be a blockade. A blockade between the two. Whenever a person really wants to grow, what they're basically finding is, what we find is that there's something that is stopping us from growing. That is the idea. There's a blockade. There's something that's stopping us. Right? And through his efforts to break through that blockade, that causes there to be a bitl. Yeah? Until he gets to a point that he's going to forget about. He's going to have to leave behind, so to speak his first level, right? Everything that he knew in eighth grade, as much as he was the champion of the school, as much as he was involved in senioritis, right? When he starts fresh again, right, in ninth grade, right, don't mind the pun, a freshman in ninth grade, when he gets into ninth grade, he has to start all over again. New building, new teachers, new principal, new approach. Everything is fresh. Everything is new. He has to leave behind all that energy that he had before and the whole uh, mindset that he had as an 8th grader. When he goes from high school, when he's going from senior year of high school to college, again, right? he has to now make a total new breakthrough. New friends, new system, new teachers, new location, new everything. He has to leave behind his senioritis that he had. When a, when a sports person, when an athlete, right, when he wants to go from one level to the next level, if, if he's constantly playing with the same, uh, so to speak, level of, of um, competitors, he's never going to grow. It's Dafka when they put him up into the next league that is on a much higher level that he has to now totally change his whole thing, right? When a person is playing, let's say, basketball or whatever, you know, he plays in one league. If he's, he could be the the you know the greatest uh, scorer for this you know for this league. Now what they do is they have to bring him to the next league. They have to bring him up the level. When he's in the next league, he's going. He he doesn't know what hit him. Right? They're totally on a new level. So as much as he could shoot the ball, it's the same ball, it's the same rim, it's the same everything. Now he has he's playing <coughs> with a much more fierce competition. It's a totally different world. Any rookie that comes in is going to have to face a totally different scenario than what he faced before. And that's why rookies, generally speaking, never succeed during their first year. And when they do, 
it's something special. It's something wild. It's something that the, all the newspapers talk about and all the sports. Because why? Because it's not a usual thing that you go into a new system where the competition is much higher and now all of a sudden, right, that you're able to play on the same type of level and still have the same type of results. Adarabha, you were not going, if you play on the same level as you played on before, you're not going to get the same results as you got before. Because you're just going to be, you're just going to be uh, beaten. That's just the way it goes. So in everything in life, whatever you see, whenever you go, whenever you want to make a, uh, a major change in terms of going from level to level, right, you need to have a, a bit of Metzius in the middle. That's what he's saying. That's then enabling you to then go up into the higher level. Yeah? Good? Just like in the drawing down of the light from above to below. Just like that, you have many different levels. They're able to draw down the ore and the, and the light of Regili. So this is the parsa. This is the parsa, right? Guys, you, you with me? You see where I am? We are one, two, three, four, five lines down of the second paragraph in Chafal, right? So there are many parsos. Parsos means a like a curtain that is in between the worlds. And in between each world. What happens is that as the ore goes from level to level, as it descends, there are differences. In other words, to go from Chachma to Bina requires a change. To go from the Seichel to the Midos requires a change. To go from the Midos to Malchus, it requires a change. But that change is not comparable to the change when you go from Oilam Abriya to Oilam Yitzira. There's a huge parsa, there's a huge curtain, so to speak, in between, which is now funnily filtering out the light to a totally different level. And kol shekein v'kal when you go up the ladder, when you're talking about the difference between atzilus and bria, as much as bria is on this incredibly high level, bria is the beginning of yesh. Atzilus, there's no such thing as yesh. Like the Zayar says. He and his... Light are one, he and his causations, meaning the Kalim, are one. Right? Because in Atzilus, there's no such thing as an another. There's no such thing as a Malach like that. There's no Yesh in Atzilus. It's all one. You following? Right? So with this in mind, to go from Atzilus to Bria, you have to pass through a huge Parsa, which totally changes the whole score. To the extent that now you could have the concept of a Yesh. But as you go down in each level, you have to, so to speak, take away the light. And as you take away the light, the tachton is now able to is able to receive it. And that's also the way it goes from when you're going from below to above. There is also something that is a something that is in you know a mafsik, which is stopping. This thing which is stopping acts as the mamutza, acts as the intermediary, acts as the intermediary between the bottom to the above. And this is what causes there to be a bitling of the tachton and enabling it to go up. In other words, you pass through this test, so to speak. You have to break through this barrier 
And by breaking through the barrier, you're literally lifting yourself up to the new level. I never did weightlifting, but I presume it's a similar idea in weightlifting, that you don't want to like, totally go up to a new level, right? You could constantly be sitting there with the same five-pound barbell, you know, and, and, but when you want to go up to a whole new level, you have to like, make a massive change in yourself in order to be able to go and, and, and do something completely new, right? It's in everything in life. So when you see that, that this, you know, even like you're trying to, a perfect example of this is, 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 for example, when you're trying to understand a piece of a mimer or a piece of a gemara and you're trying to figure it out and you can't understand what's going on. You can't understand. So you break your head and all of a sudden you become totally frustrated because you can't figure it out. And with that frustration, all of a sudden you sort of release that inhibition that is stopping you from before and you're able to float up ahead and above in order to really get, and all of a sudden it comes to you. Oh, this is the question that's being asked. That's what it must be. But it requires tremendous amount of effort. It doesn't require, it's not like reading the New York Times. Right? It's not a novel. I always try to say to everyone, right? That reading the Gemara is not supposed to be reading a novel. It requires effort. What is the question here? What is, it, what is the Gemara asking? Right? And trying to figure out what, what, what are we dealing with here? Yeah? Good? So now we can go back to what we started the Mimer with. So similarly, with regards to Nishamas, this is how we were talking about earlier, right? That when we're going from a Ganeina Tachton to the Ganeina Elyon, a lower level of Ganeina to a higher level of Ganeina. Since, as we're saying, there's no Aruch, there's no comparison between them. Yesh Davar Hamafsik Vamafdil Benehem. There is something that is blocking them. It's stopping them. Nahar Dinor. That acronym is Nahar Dinor. Dinagid Venafik Mikadmohi. Right? That this is something that is flowing out from Kadmo. Kadmohi means from a high from a primordial level. From a previous level. Yes? That what happens is that in order to go from one level of Gan Eden to the next level, they have to toivel in the Naharin Dinor in order to Mavatl. Because that's the same thing that we do every morning when we go to Mikvah. We go to Mikvah, the whole idea is toivel. Toivel is, is the language of uh, same letters as Batl. You're supposed to Mavatl yourself when you're in the Mikvah. Let yourself go to a new level. But in order to get to the new level, like we've been saying all along, you have to release the level you're on right now. You have to go beyond that. That's called Bittl. This idea of this tefillah, this idea of this tevilah is that you're able to forget and mevatel from the original level of tainuk because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Gan Eden here. And the levels in Gan Eden are tremendous levels of tainuk. Like the Tzamach says, right, in the first Mimer in Derech Mitzvah that if you can imagine, he says, in Eilam Hazeh, being a king that is running the majority of the world and has no enemies and has only good and this peace and tranquility and all the riches that this person must have and he's able to li- live for hundreds of years in this tremendous uh, richness and pleasantness, right? If you can imagine all the positive things that would come along with that. He says... And how much pleasure this person would probably have. 
He says that that doesn't come to the even a one iota, one drop in the ocean of the lowest level of pleasure that a person, that a soul feels when he gets to the lowest of lowest levels of Gan Eden. It's a pretty extraordinary comment if you think about it, right? That idea, though, to go from one level of Tainuk to the next level of Tainuk requires a mevatling, again, a bitl, this idea of letting go, right? Right? Because there is, on that lowest level of Gan Eden, there is a tremendous level of, of pleasure. Even though, in comparison, it's nothing compared to the next level up. But it's, it's something. So in order to go there, you have to let go of what you had before. It's very interesting, right? It's like whenever you really want to make a change in your life, you really have to let go of where you were at before. Like even Bachar and Yeshiva here. Right? There's no way you can come to Yeshiva here unless you let go of where you were holding on to before. Right? And the more you're going to hold on to it, you're never going to grow in Yeshiva. And you have Bacharim like that. There are Bacharim that, that are come to Yeshiva here and they're still holding on to all the things that they had before in, in such a strong way. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, what's that famous story of the monkey and how they catch monkeys in India? Right? So. That they put... Right, a bone in a in a in a in a bottle, and the monkey goes and puts his hand into the bottle, whatever, and he's holding on, and he's trying to pull it out, and of course he can't pull it out because it doesn't go out, and then the people just walk close and they try and they just go and capture the monkey. All the monkey has to do is let go of that bone or the banana, if you're saying that's what it is. I thought it was a bone, but salt. the what? Salt. salt. Yeah, they like dissipate the salt and makes them thirsty, so that they find the nearest watering hole. Uh huh. Okay, so the, but the idea here is what? The idea here is that he's holding on. As long as he's holding on, for, he's holding on, the people are going to come and capture him. All he has to do is let go. They don't have him. They didn't capture him. They don't, they, he's not in a net. He's not in a trap. It's he himself that's trapping himself. This is what happens in our life also. We trap ourselves. We hold on to ideas and we hold on to uh, places where we were at and, 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 and mindsets that we were in. We can't, we hold on to it for dear life. Because for whatever reason, it makes us feel protected or secure or whatever it is. And we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable. But that whole idea of making yourself vulnerable is what enables you to go to the next level. It happens also with regards to, with regards to getting married and with regards to going out on Shidduchim and things like that, Right? Similar idea. In order to find the right person, you have to make yourself vulnerable. You have to be able to go out of yourself. Right? So this is what he's saying here, that you have to let go of where you were. So Bacha that comes to Yeshiva, he has to let go of where he was in order to grow in Yeshiva. It doesn't mean that you are become a, you know, a, you know, you don't have any relationship to anything you had before. That's Bechlal, not what I'm saying. It's just that it's, it's a, it's, you're able to look at things from a little bit of a different perspective. You're able to let go of where you were. And then when you let go of where you were, you're able to grow where you are now. That's it. Because as long as you're holding on to that previous thought, that previous pleasure in, in Gan Eden, <coughs> you're not going to be able to experience the Tainu Ga'elyon. HaGadol Harbe Yoisim HaSaga Nifla. Right, and this tremendous uh, grasping, right, that is wondrous, and totally separate from the Ganei right, but you know where it was before to Ganei 
To the extent, and this is a crazy extent, that he's comparing one level of Gan Eden to the next level of Gan Eden, in comparison, he's, he's, he's saying it's like similar to the movement from Gashmi to Ruchni. That's huge. That's Be'ein Aroch, one to the other. Right? Gashmi to Ruchni? Yes, even on this level, from Ruchni to Ruchni, it's a totally different experience. So similarly, we have this bitl, this bitl that has to take place, this shichicha, this forgetting. In the nishama, as it goes up from ganeina tachtoin, in the lower level, what's the ganeina tachtoin? That's the ganeina vasiya. Mikol geshem de tainuk, gufni, shinid makma ba'ilmazeb, belavushim shala, biyosabaguf. Right? How, do I, how does he get there? How does he get to the Gan Eden Atachton? So the first thing he has to do is when a soul leaves the body, it has to, what does it have to do? It has to, get, it has to release itself from all the physical pleasures that are stuck to the, to the person. How do they get stuck to the person? Because the garments that, he was in, that he's using in this world, all the thought, the speech, and the action that he's involved in the physical Right, oilam hazeh, gosh me stick of pleasures, because that's what we cleave to. That's we're human beings. We have an Efja Bahamis, right? That this is what makes sense to us. Right? All of that pleasure that we're experiencing, right? What we need to do is we it has to in order to get into Gan Eden, you have to let go of it. You have to release, release from that, right? Until the point that what? He can't, you have to, it doesn't remain, even an imprint, right? At all, at all, from the holding on to, from the sights, from the seeing, from the things that you experience in this world. That's how it has to happen. So we see that it's like, a person is verkocht in Eilam Hazeh, and when his neshama leaves his body, he has to let go of all that in order to get to Gan Eden. If he's being held down, it's like, you know, you're trying to go up in a you know, balloon and you're, and you're being held down by these lead, you know, uh, <laughs> these lead bricks. You can't, you can't go up. You have to chuck them overboard. After you chuck them overboard, all of a sudden, then you start floating up. Right? That's the idea. You have to release Constantly be releasing, releasing oneself from these things. Cool? Is it good? Clear? Vim lav, and if not, this acronym vim lav. If not, if he's not going to chuck out the lead bricks, he's never going to be able to receive even a ray from the pleasure, right, of ganeina tachton. It's not shayich. Right? If he's going to still hold on to his mindset of an 8th grader when he goes into high school, he's never going to be able to experience high school. People are, it's, it's, it's not going to work. If he comes to yeshiva and he's mamish, he, he can't let go of everything that he was involved in in, 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 uh, you know, in college before he came here, it's not going to work being in yeshiva. He's going to be a spectator on the sidelines the whole time. He himself is not going to be able to become a, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to develop himself because he's always going to be a sideliner. That's the way it works. And that's how it is, you see, in everything in life. Yeah? The Kamo Geshem Aguf, Mamish. 
like the physicality of the body itself. Shehena taivas v'tanugim v'kayai gavna, right? These which are the pleasures and the, right, the desires and pleasures. Shemibalbelim leruchnis eluki the neshama behergesh eluki lemata ba'amdu lifnei Hashem betfila. So we see that the same idea also exists. Same idea also exists in Olam Hazeh. If a person is going to spend his whole life going after physical things, he can't possibly be able to get an experience of the spirituality in this world. Because what's going to happen? He's constantly just going after. His whole mind is figuring out how he's going to get his new iPhone 523 and how he's going to get this car and how he's going to get to this house and he's going to be able to get this food and he's able to get And his whole life is thinking about how he's going to eat sushi for dinner and he's going to whatever it is. It doesn't allow him. His nefesh Bahamis is way too strong. It just it's just not going to allow him to to do. He's not going to allow him to experience a ruchniyistic experience, right? In other words, it's like lahavdil. Um, you know, if you there's there's a, there's a bunch of uh, movies over time uh, that they used to have. You know, back in you know decades ago, last time I saw a movie. But they, that you have throughout history of the taking this incredibly poor person, right, and bringing them up into the high society. Like one of the first ones was like, you know, My, my Fair Lady, and like they had all these different things, you know, throughout the, you know, I'm sure they've done even more renditions of the same concept, right? The Prince and the Pauper. Everyone ever, you guys, you have to read that book for, uh, for uh, whatchamacallit, for uh, elementary school? You don't read that book in elementary school anymore? No one's ever... Oh my gosh, you guys are like... What do they even do with you guys in, in, in elementary school? Finn, Huckleberry Finn. Okay, so. 1984. 1984, right? Elementary school, we read The Prince and the Pauper. I mean, that's a, that was one of the things that we read. Whatever. Anyway, the same idea. It's like you take this person, right, who is a, a very, uh, uh, let's say, quote-unquote, low-class person for whatever reason, no fault of their own, and they want to bring them up into this high aristocratic society, and to show there was a what was that? Oh, there was a movie with Eddie Murphy with that Trading Places. That's before your time. That was when I was in. I saw that probably when I was in elementary school or high school. That movie came out, right? So the same idea. I mean, you have it throughout. I mean, it's like a common theme throughout literature and movies and whatever you know throughout time. They have the same idea, the same concept. Okay. What's the idea, though? In order for this person to be able to reach a different level of life, a different level of pleasure, they have to realize that eating hot dogs and sauerkraut every night is not where it's really at. That's like not that's not the goal, you know. To like, it's like they try to refine and they say, "Oh wow, look at this person now. They became so refined and they are able to, you know, speak with, you know, a, a, a refined like in England." Most of you are not have never been to England before, but in London you could see uh, how refined the person is, like by the language, the way they speak, and their accent, right? So someone who has a very Cockney accent, as they say, is from a, like a, so to speak, a lower class. And then you have the aristocratic, you know, Oxford English, which is a so to speak, a higher class. I'm not saying anything about whether people are good or bad. I'm not referring to that at all. Zero. It could be that these people are much better than these people, and they're, they're doing much better things. I mean, this is not a this is not a reflection on the people. It's a reflection on the taivas that the people have, the tainugim, what they're involved in, what they. And this is this idea that in order to bring a person to a more 
let's call it more sophisticated pleasure in Eilam Hazeh, right? They have to release, they have to let go of the old pleasures that they had before. Right? Like the, like the Friedrich Rebbe writes in, 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 in Hasidis that there are different levels of pleasure. So you have f- people that are, their whole kach is just uh, food. But even in food itself, it could be that their whole kach is that they want a, you know, a pizza or they want a hot dog. Right? And then there's another person that goes, you know, he has a French restaurant and they have like one little leaf on the plate with a little piece of meat and, you know, it's like very fancy and whatever, you know, like that. And all they need to do is like take one bite and they say, oh, the exact amount of cooking and the medium well and this and that. And, you know, they have exactly the right amount of seasoning, whatever, right? It's, it's, a, it's a more refined pleasure. But food compared to, for example, uh, music, you can't compare. Music is a, not a physical pleasure in the same manner. I mean, we hear it with our ears and we know there are sound waves, but music brings people to certain places, right? And then you, even in music, you can have more refined and less refined. You can have people that are listening to, you know, like heavy metal. That's a certain type of music. Or where you drive in, you know, in certain places in New York, and all of a sudden the car pulls up next to you, and you go boom, 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 and your car is shaking also, boom, 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 boom. You're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? You know, and then you have like very refined, you know, other type of music, which is like you could hear like the the, the you know the strings of the of the of the violin that are playing. Again, I'm not saying this is better or worse. I'm just saying it's a little bit more of a refined uh, type of taste. And then you have idea of like intellect. That a person can go and listen to a poem being read, and they could just see like the exact like depth of the poem. Like uh, you know, in Japan they have something called haiku, which has uh, like a certain amount of syllables in it, and it's a play on words and it's a play on sound and stuff like that. And you have to be like uh, a little bit on the brighter side to be able to hop what's going on and what what what's you know you know what what is uh, you know exactly uh, trying to be communicated here. And like they used to have like the you know games where they would try to make poems based on, you know, they would choose a topic and people would have to write, like, come up with these poems. and so. In other words, there's different levels. So, Bichlal, the whole physical world and the whole physical pleasures, right, are very much a stira, is very much a, a block to the spiritual pleasures that a person has. And the elokus that a person is going to have. The pleasures in elokus. And so therefore, just like we see in the physical world that, that these desires for physical pleasures are acting as a block for us. We're not allowing us to be able to experience these this spiritual pleasures, right? Because the physical pleasures that a person, that a person is involved with all day, they're going to come and they're going to bother you. They're going to disturb you during your davening, Right? I mean, I don't know how many people are really thinking about what they're going to eat for breakfast every every davening, but the pancakes and the this and the that and the French toast and all, uh, you know, whatever. just like simple things. Let alone if a person's involved with a big business deal, and he's trying to concentrate on davening and he can't get his mind off of it. And it's normal; it makes sense that that, that would be like taking him, like taking his mind away. Even that when you're davening for this thing to happen. Very often, what happens is that your brain just gets totally bobbled 
from this angle, from that angle, you know, etc., etc. That's why a person has to get to a point of marirus, bitterness, or shiflis, or lowliness, that a person is able to humble himself and recognize that he's standing in front of the king now. So he has to move, he has to let go of everything else. That's what we were talking about before, in the paragraph before, that a person is not able, right, to stand up to davening except with a kaivad roish. So that's the way it is with everything from the physical world, that it's pulling you down, it's pulling you in a certain way, and it's holding on to you. Even if something that is just like you're just passing through it, it's not like a big deal for you. It's just like going through. This is called the chiza of of this world. It's it's something that grasps you. It holds you. It's a, it's like it's like it's taking you in a certain way. So these things are going to babble the neshama that it's not going to allow them to experience gan eden. This is the idea of the Nahar Dinor, right? The Nahar Dinor, right? That is before Gan Eden. In order to, for the soul to get into the Gan Eden, it has to go through this, this river called Dinor, right? In order to toil himself. <coughs> and to go out of Gehenim. Even after he's gone through this whole Birur, this whole purification from the evil. From all these taivas that he was involved in in Eilam Hazeh. Yes? Elisha, Nahar Dinor, Zehu, Madrega, Tachtaina. But this Nahar Dinor, this is a lower level. Mashem is the Iyasam, Shel HaChayus, the Nahar Dinor, the, so to speak, the sweat, so to speak, of the Chayus. Nahar Dinor, Yoytse, it goes out, like it says over there in the Gemara. Kach, Yesh, Bechin, is Nahar Dinor, Elyon, Yoyser. And also you have a higher level of Nahar Dinor. Because the shayrish of it is very high up. The shayrish of the chinas tiferes, etc. Shemavsik ben gan eidin atachton leganin elyon, which separates between gan eidin atachton leganin elyon. Shetayvlimbo anishamos, which is tayvling the nishamos kaidim bayam lifnei Hashem beganin elyon, which are the table the nishamos before they coming out lifnei Hashem in ganin elyon. Vahainu shemisbatlim. They become totally bottled in, out of their mahus harishon. Good? Yes? So that's the idea, that a person has to go from level to level to level to level to level. And in each level, as they're going, they need to be able to, they need to be able to release mevatl from wherever they came from. This concept applies in everything in life and everything in afterlife. That's what he's saying here. You're constantly seeing the same exact scenario, we'll call it, in everything. And if you could realize that, it's a very important step in terms of your own growth and your own development. Okay, Mitzvah Shem, let's stop here for today.